Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We were just with our um, techs running through the logistics um, and tech operation that is going to unfold for when we do our underwater show. Mm. Um, it's going to be interesting down there. Yeah, it'll be mm. fun. We're doing we'll it on the 1st. Oh, no, we're doing it on the 2nd of December. How second exciting. Wow. Mm. God, where's this year gone, guys? On hey? the second day of Christmas, we went under the sea. And we got lots of fishies. <laughs> and we didn't get the bends. Can't wait to see the fish. Great album. Um, yeah, fish are cool, man. Mm. The fish are delicious. It's like another world down you there. Do you like it? Yeah, he doesn't like eating fish. Don't you? I love fish. I like it's it occasionally. Yeah. Mm. See, fish is like a filling meal, but you don't feel glugged. Mm. Like, you oh, know, well, if you have so a big, good for you, it's for brain steak. food. Yeah. I yeah, you feel, for the you first feel bad time, after. Oh, yes, mm. you did. They only got one each, though. That was my only they criticism of the dish. <laughs> Does not matter. It looked cheap, <laughs> mate. He d- cooked an amazing meal, <laughs> and I just, you know, he wanted to show a photo of it. And I was like, it's extraordinary. And I could see sausage in there, which I could say. Chorizo. Chorizo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great, a meal. Was but it paella and chicken? Yeah, but he yeah. made it prawn, <laughs> and there was just one prawn on the top. One yeah. king prawn. Yeah, but cheap, mate. Like, you'd have to have a few through there. Yeah. But I don't eat them. <laughs> You're like me. Everyone's like, why do we never have tomato in salad? I, go, I don't I like, like tomato. I'm cooking. I'm not going to put in something I don't eat. It's like, it's like when you get surf and turf. Mm. I expect three prawns in yes. surf and turf. Three is it's always, three. No, three is always yeah. the appropriate well, amount. No one Four complained. is a little bit. Of course they didn't. No one complains when they go to someone's house. Mm. No, oh, we're not me. be surprised. <laughs> yeah. We would. Yeah. Yeah, they wouldn't complain. But on the car right home, mm. he's still not doing prawn. well. Is he not? Is he in financial issues? They just cooked one prawn. Mm. What do you guys, how do you guys feel about crab? I'm not love big crab. on crab. Love crab. My yeah, wife loves You liked it the crab. other day. I, d- I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I think I think it's overrated crab. You got to do the one. Have you done the one where you get a bib and they're in a bag and no, all that? No, I haven't. Can we do this when we go up to Cairns? You and I only eat seafood. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Um, there's a great one in uh, Belimba, King Crab Co. Is there? Yeah. And yeah, it's a whole process and you get a mallet and all that. I do like lobster. I don't obviously have it so I've often. Never had you should. Oh, it's so expensive. It's though. at an all time low at the moment. Is it? Yes, it is. I see lobster. Well, I want to go to this place and. I don't know how expensive it is. Cause my my one of the dads at school pickup was telling me about it yesterday. Dundee's. He's like he said to me, you have to go to Dundee's. Mm. Dundee's is the place to go. They do. We might have to step away from our seafood for a second because apparently they do a crocodile um, spring roll. Well, I would say crocodile still seafood. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. I'm, I always, I'm thinking land animal. It's not a land animal. No, but no. But I think the only reason I think that is it can be on land and it can be. Yeah, but, I, sea, I, don't but... Think, I don't think that would be breaking it, especially if it was a saltwater crocodile, 100%. And it would be a saltwater crocodile up what there. What size rashies are you? I, oh, look. It generally spreads just around my hip area and yeah, then after about two days it disappears. Uh, um, I'm a medium. Okay. Large. Medium. I don't know. Um... They've got these uh, rashies that are coming out, but now they're for a different course. They're for the Great Barrier Reef. Ooh, and they uh, said, would you be interested? And I said, oh, they're like, for your family. I'm like, bugger my family. I'm actually on the Great Barrier Reef with you guys. So if they want to send us three, we'll wear them. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering, what kind? are you going to wear boardies or are you going to wear budgies? I was going to wear budgies, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have never worn budgies in my life. Don't you? Maybe. Uh, I, maybe Why don't you just wear jocks? There. You just wear jocks under the... Um, uh, Rashi, uh, the wetsuit, you'll just wear jocks. Mm. 
I would love to do that as a phone topic. When did you stop wearing budgie smugglers? I have a very sad I never put the kids in them. Very sad story. Never put the kids in because they weren't allowed to because Scotty said I would traumatise them. Hmm. My, my mum made me wear them and I used to love them and then one day something happened. Well, we'll see. We, we never really swam. Not in Scotland. No. No. And you certainly didn't wear dig togs because you have to break the ice first before you can get into the water. So even if we were swimming at the beach, you wore a wetsuit. With your big sledgehammer, you knock a big hole in that easy. Mm. I am on the Dundee's website, guys. I am very excited about how much food we're What is eat is it? There. Explain the seafood. Um, so let's look at their menu. Ah, oh, it's not on there, damn it. But you yeah. can see lots of pictures. So, oh, here we go. Lunch and dinner. View our menus for lunch. Main menu. That would be us. Dundee's cans. Um, all the usuals. Entrees. So let's go. Entrees. Um, bug tail and mango oh, salad. Oh, yum, yum, yum. That's another way of saying Morton Bay bug, but I don't know why yeah. they've done that. Uh, octopus salad. They've got soft shell crab. Chicken liver. Parfait. 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 Dundee's tasting plate, which is chili calamari, cider prawns, crocodile spring rolls, chilled bug tail oyster shooters. See, we can just do just the mains. They've got kangaroo, chicken supreme, pork belly, Jurassic platter. Wow. Mm. Seafood spaghetti. Yeah. Chili caramari. Uh, chili calamari. All right, this is so boring for everyone else mm. at the moment. Sorry, that's my bad. Mm. Um, awesome. Well, yes, uh, you'll hear about Abby and how she's going with her fear of going underwater for the underwater show. She had some hypnosis. We'll get the results of that today in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, James Blunt also joins us. He's a very funny bloke, He's James Blunt. He's very funny. Uh, oh, you guys didn't read my article. By the way, I was. I wanted to use it for on air, maybe. Yeah. Have you seen it? I, no, I'm trying to get to it. I've got oh, it sorry. opened. But the first um, three times I clicked the link, it took me to a story about Paul Pasali. No, it didn't. It, it's 100 percent did. Mm. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's get into his podcast. He won't do it now. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Queensland will become the Funshine State when Carnival Spirit arrives in 2022. Carnival Cruise Line. Choose fun. Stab Abby and Matt's underwater show. Under the sea. Ah, the ocean. Stab Abby and Matty. Live from the Great Barrier Reef. They find their way back to the big old blue. World first as we do a radio show from under the sea. Yes, the Great Barrier Reef, like you heard. And it's all fun, isn't it? And it's all exciting. Mm. But I have been absolutely freaking out. Absolutely petrified. With I good don't reason. go underwater. I just, I don't, I've just um, wanted to do it. And everyone's like, oh, but then you've got that big head thing that you go on. So you don't even get your hair wet. And mm. I was like, that's actually even worse. <laughs> and I was jokingly saying, I'm going to have to do hypnotism to go underwater. That's the only way. And everyone's like, right, let's do it. Mm. So we thought we were going to hypnotise you there on the pontoon, so you were like going to be having an out-of-body experience, but that's not how it works? No, no, it's not all your fun games. No, no, no. This is this is something that you go to before. And yesterday I went and saw Phil Kerr from Advanced Neuro-Linguistics mm-hmm. in Balimba. Now, Phil, you're an expert with what? Uh, I'm an expert in all sorts of things. No, my primary is anxiety and trauma. So I take out anxiety and trauma. So that's either rape, trauma, child abuse, post-traumatic stress disorder, and, of course, going underwater for a radio show. (laughs) (laughs) So, Phil, because I spoke to you about this yesterday, that I had gone to, you know, therapy for so many years for, um, I guess, I don't know, demons, eating disorders, drug abuse, the Mm works I went. And I went for over, you know, four years. I went three times a week. Wow. And you are sort of saying that that's... (laughs) 
for you, that seems like you're just repeating a lot of the trauma. Um, well, for a lot of it, because normal psychology works on the conscious mind, and that's not generally where your negative emotions live, and your trauma lives in your unconscious mind. So unless you delve in there to take out those programs, it's going to be repeating and repeating and repeating. And it's like playing a piano. The more you repeat it, the better you get at it. So if you're doing anxiety, you're just increasing that feeling of anxiety quite a lot of the time. If it is mainly in your unconscious area of your brain, is that why a lot of the time you can feel anxious and not even know why you feel anxious? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. I mean, psychology will kind of have you believe that it's it's your thoughts that create anxiety, but normally it's not. It's your unconscious mind creating it almost by itself from previous experiences, mm. no matter what you think, which is how you can wake up in the morning with it or it wakes you up in the middle of the night with it. So we had a girl from the office in here the other day who said that she was afraid of flying. She got um, hypnotised and, well, did hypnotherapy, and now she loves planes. Obsessed with them. So could I come to you, Phil, and give you, like, a full list of, like, of the things I want in my personality and just get you to, like... Change him. Mold me. Could like we plastic? give you a list that we want in his personality? <laughs> we could just change your entire personality. Yeah, of course. Because then Absolutely. you could do that. It'd be brilliant. Like every time you were like, I want that girl, you could be like, okay, what does she like? You're like, all right. Still an interviewer. Turn me find into out her. what she needs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm being dead set. Could you, could you pick the person you want to be and get hypnotized into it? Uh, it's not quite that simple, but um, more to the point, if there's things getting in your way, your personality, if you imagine, is just running underneath everything, you, everything you've learned. Mm. So if you take out all the negative parts that are steering you in a direction you don't want to go, yes, we can change all of those things. Right. How many therapy sessions or how many um, sessions with you do you think most people need to have? Um, trauma, uh, depends what kind of trauma. If it hasn't got a, um, a personality disorder running underneath it, because that can then be a little bit tricky, it's like it, it produces it within itself. But normally for trauma, anxiety, couple, three. Right. So where, where you'd see a psychologist maybe for two or three years, normally I'm getting through people in about two or three sessions. And are there people in society that it just cannot happen? They cannot be um, put under, they, this will not work? No, there are people who... Um, aren't ready to let it go, and that's different. Mm. But um, my style of hypnotherapy, which is more neuro-linguistic programming, no, it's, it's, we do it every day to each other and ourselves. We talk ourselves in and out of things and change our own minds. Yeah. So it's all very natural. So no, there's no one who can't be hypnotised. All right, well, yesterday Abby did a session. Now we know what it is that you do. Um, mm-hmm. Are you ready to break um, patient confidentiality and mm. tell us how it all went? Sure. I've asked him to. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's yeah. got permission. Yeah, he's he's Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. The eyes. The eyes. Not around the eyes. Don't look around the eyes. Look into my eyes. You're under. Phil Kerr from Advanced Neurolinguistics. Look at me get that yeah. now. Uh, he is an expert in anxiety and trauma specialist and does hypnotherapy and mind coaching. Um, and I wanted to go and see him yesterday to see whether I could feel happy about going underwater to do our Under the Sea show. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've, 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 you've talked about this on air as well. You had a lot of things happen to you when you were younger yeah. where you had accidents, where you went underwater, and that's where your fear comes from. So it's not irrational. Mm. It's all experience. And that's what I believe it is, but it was just this overwhelming uh, panic mm. and waking up in the middle of the night, absolutely panicked about it, uh, of going underwater. Mm. Just didn't want to, and I felt like I should be grateful for it. So, Phil, yesterday you and Abby had a session. Um, 
Now, I, uh, we're probably wrong in saying this. I was picturing lots of, like, swinging watches, mm. like, woo. I can't believe you... Th- our producer thought that as well. She's like, oh, I That'd guess be he can't audio. film it so we can see him. And I'm like, he's not doing contemporary dance in front of me, unless you did when I had my eyes shut, Phil. I did a little bit. I did a little bit, yes. <laughs> so what happened and what did you find inside the mind of our wonderful Abby? Okay, so a lot of what was going on with Abby, I think, is more to do with not being in control. Mm. And so her not being in control of her own airways and having a fishbowl on her head and being submerged underwater with lots of dangerous creatures, I think was freaking her out a little bit. Mm. Mm. Did you say control and freak in that sentence? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit close, yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys guys did come into it, so don't be all smug. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Okay. because there was another aspect as well of like I am so fearful of not doing it because you like oh. it, it's it, it's truthful that you'll be like don't worry about it you don't have to go up but then that will become a thing mm. you know what I mean like you go you'll go up don't worry about it but then it becomes a radio thing where I feel like I've let everyone down mm. yeah so that that then um, eats into the fact that you feel unsafe publicly right so you can feel unsafe underwater you can feel un- unsafe publicly because you're in the public eye and so all of those things eat into that feeling of anxiety and especially for a female psyche Mm. like abby certainty safety and security are probably one of her biggest human needs and when that's compromised instantly she's going to be doing anxiety let me see if you can um uh, understand this behavior uh phil because we watched this unfold and i do watch this unfold with abby uh in times of stress that she has because mm-hmm. as soon as we started talking about the underwater show and she realized she was going to go underwater with a helmet over her head the other side of abby kicked in where she tried to book the flights for us to go up there um almost <laughs> book us dinner reservations um for yeah, the time that we were there when we were going to leave yeah. when we were going to arrive and That's i read wrong. that as um grabbing at the control wherever she could get it a little bit mm. yes yes and it is and it's about controlling as much as i possibly can even if it's irrelevant to what i'm actually doing yes mm. so should we so now that we've learned that is it something that we should tell her that she's doing to would that help calm abby down by saying hey look i think you're doing that control thing or would that um, probably not. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't think so. No, I don't think anyone has ever calmed down because someone said calm yeah, down. No, I'm not saying calm yeah. down. I'm yeah. just saying, is there, because these are things we're, right, so we're ask learning. Me about it now. Ask me about it now. Okay, how are you feeling about going underwater? I can't stop giggling about it. Amazing, I don't know what Phil. it was, Phil. So I walked out, right, and in the car, I was laughing to myself, like, nonstop. Like, I don't think I've ever laughed when I'm by myself. I never <laughs> even talk out loud if I'm by myself. Hmm. But it's like, it's like I just don't feel anything about it now. That's right, because we took it out. When you take out that program, it literally isn't there, so all the things that used to trigger it is now have nothing to trigger. We're going underwater. It's gone. I don't know. It just feels like we're going underwater. (laughs) See, when you you take out anxiety, what is there instead? Well, for you... It's a, a nice feeling. It's an exciting feeling. It's it's <laughs> fun. It's um, it's probably relief as well. Yeah, she looks like she's been to have, about to have a mental breakdown, Phil. No, I don't. I just can't stop giggling. Like, <laughs> there is like, that as well. It's like we're going underwater. Wow. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, really, amazing, when you think about Phil. it. And there's amazing. all going to be fish and stuff. I'm looking forward to seeing the fish. Wow. Because now you're concentrating on the things that might be interesting and fun and nice and exciting. He did say, I was like, if you only need one session, he said, well, 
we're going to do one more session only because you guys are going to keep talking about it all the time, which is quite unusual. Mm. You don't normally try and say, oh, let's get over the trauma and keep bringing it up. Yeah, like... No, you don't spiders. usually try and trigger it. Yes, mm. but yes. But you have got some boys around you that might. I mean, we <laughs> won't try and trigger it. We would never it do was it. Honestly, it would be it was, funny too. It was honestly amazing, Phil, and I just think, like, I was crying in the session. I didn't even know why, but it's just that... There, there's, I cried a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just, you know, there's so much emotion there and sometimes you don't even sure. know why and you can't attach a, a, a specific um event to it mm. no because most of it's out of literally it's out of your awareness it's within your unconscious mind mm. and so quite often anxiety is coupled with sadness so like we found when you when you remove the anxiety the sadness comes to the forefront and then we remove that as well and then it feels like the complete package has been changed wow amazing Phil. all right good stuff well advanced neurolinguistics uh that is your company phil kerf people want to check you out um we will put it to the test in a couple of weeks when we head to the great barrier reef we're taking the show underwater thanks to carnival cruise lines you might laugh the entire time that's mm, the day for us yeah. to get a lot of jokes honestly out, i'm mate. looking forward to seeing <laughs> fishies fish. mm. fishies yeah, mm. right. is it just fish it's just fish no it's fishies no it's not if they're tiny, if there's a big, if there's a big, big shark coming at you, they'll yeah. be like, "Oh, fishy!" Oh, cut the fishy. I want a bit more of warning. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. Hi, this is James Blunt. How good to have this guy on. We love talking to him. James Blunt is here this morning. Hello. Guys, I've I've missed you. It's it's been a it's been a pandemic. Yeah, we still refer to you as one of the funniest men alive. By the way, sweet. Um, you don't you don't know many people, do you? <laughs> is that a compliment too, James? If someone says one of the like, it's like what if a woman say? says says to you, "You're one of the best lovers I've ever had." Is it? The, yeah. Is it that good? I'll take it. I'll take anything I can get actually at this stage. <laughs> Your greatest hits album, uh, The Stars Beneath My Feet, is out now. And I was saying before that I would have to say that your songs, your first album that came out, I think it was 2004, I could still listen to it and never get sick of it. Like, Beautiful is just one of those songs that you, it's timeless. Sweet of you. And do you know, I really wanted to call this Greatest Hits. I wanted to call it Greatest Hit and songs I wish you'd heard. <laughs> um, but my record label didn't go for that, so that, so it's now it's called the stars beneath my feet, and it's coming out this Friday. It's the same day as Adele's album, so she must be bricking it. Um, and um, Did you and, uh, and actually, interestingly, yeah. you know, um, Taylor Swift was her album was supposed to come out on the same day, uh-huh. and then when she realised my album was coming out this Friday, she changed her release date. What was it? Um, you and, uh, right. <laughs> so and interesting that Adele hasn't changed quite yet. I'm unsure what. Maybe she just I don't know. I've done the interviews i didn't i've given her the warning i don't know why she hasn't changed <laughs> did you know that at the time like is it just not important to you to to have to compete? i think at my level at my level you know it's 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 not a it's not a concern mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and and more adele it's more like for adele to be to be nervous yes <laughs> james is actually trying to ruin people that's why that you picked that date on purpose you're like who else is releasing i'm taking them down <laughs> yeah 
Um, so anyway, but you know, it's um, but um, but it's great. I'm you know, I'm I'm enjoying. I'm sticking a greatest hits out. I I thought for a moment it was like the end of a career when you put out a greatest hits. But this week I just got signed to a new record deal, so I'm like I'm still in with a gig. Yeah, nice. I love the uh, other side hustles you've got going on because you're a man after my own heart. You've uh, taken your love of stuff. You bought your own pub to stop it from being um, torn down, which is great. Keep your local. And now you've got a have you got a TV show uh, about beer where you're, you're finding the best home brew. Yeah, this is amazing because I am an alcoholic, and so um, uh, uh, Amazon gave me my own uh, uh, TV show based on on beer. Uh, it's like Bake Off, um, but better mm -hmm. um, uh, about brewing beer. And uh, and then these we have these teams from all across Europe, which is a novelty for us because since Brexit we we don't try to get on with the Europeans. <laughs> yeah. um, but we but we're but we're celebrating our differences in this TV show based on our love, our mutual love of beer. And and I don't get to judge it because I have terrible taste in in music and 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 beer, but I do get to drink it. Um, and uh, and it's a fantastic thing. Do it's you, a thing of beauty. Do you do your own homebrew yourself? Do you know what I, I did actually at university? I did. I lived in a, uh, you know, there were three of us, three boys who lived in a one bedroomed uh, flat, one bedroom apartment. And, and we brewed homebrew in the kitchen wow. and, and it was always yeah. disgusting, but we drank it anyway because we were students. Yeah. Um, and, and what I learned from this TV show is that cleanliness is very important when homebrewing. And, 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 and now that kind of makes sense as to why my homebrew through university is was disgusting. In my pub called The Fox and Pheasant in Chelsea in London, in case any of you are passing through, mm -hmm. um, then uh, we, ha we have our own homebrew and it's called, uh, the, it's called Fox and Fez Lager. Mm. Oh, lovely. I would love a drop. Did any of your bottles ever explode? Because um, I, I dabbled in it too um, when I was young and very yeah, poor. Me too. And, you know, you if you leave it too long, it they can explode. They pop. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, our, our kitchen was always a quite a dangerous place at university for that reason. Yes. Yeah, um, right. So we're probably safer than safer than the bedroom. How did that work with, with dating life? Well, you know, I like to watch. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's... Uh... <laughs> Works out well. Works yeah, out okay, well. okay, fair enough. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, no, what I'm asking is would there be like a, a text message to someone and be like, hey, don't come home tonight or stay out at the pub a bit longer? I feel we should talk about music, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. No, no, fair, yeah, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, look, this is you your fault. For a moment, I thought this was a therapy session and I've realised it's not therapy at all. It's a radio station. I love you, you went that you're not the one that picked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, music, so music. You, you did say you've signed a brand new record deal, which is great. This is, this is not your final, your greatest hits. So have you already finished what you're about to release or is now when you start creating the next album now's when i start i mean you know i'm putting out this greatest hits but um but for me it's been a really cool little project to do because it's not just like you know it's not just you're beautiful um it's got uh, it, i've got lots of uh, i've got live versions that have meant something to me along the way a live version from our most famous festival glastonbury festival mm -hmm. to have a song on that album from there um uh, and uh, and some songs i didn't nail in the studio but i've nailed them live so we've captured you know uh, live from london live from paris live from new york 
other songs that have been on extended versions of albums like who buys extended versions of albums that's just like your mega fans and those songs are lost and so it's just the record label milking everything for its worth and so i could get one of my favorite songs a song called smoke signals from from one of those extended versions and put it on this album and for me you know if you're the kind of person who'd wish that james blunt had only ever put out one album well this is that album that's, you know this is the album um uh and and, and on top of it i put on four new songs which I did in lockdown, um, and uh, and and you know, so it's so it's a package that I'm I'm really happy with. One of my favourite songs of yours is uh, "Tears and Rain," actually from your first album. It was the first song I learnt how to play and sing on guitar. Sweet. Well, you know what? It's on the greatest hits and it's out this Friday. That was well done. I knew that. Giving them the option. <laughs> oh, well done, guys. Well done. Now we know that you were in the army, and also Prince Harry was in the army, and you have become really good friends. But did you serve at the same time together? We were in the same regiment, but we didn't cross over at the same time. He's uh, he looked look, by the look of him, he's a little bit older, I reckon. Mm. Um, yes, and uh, so, <laughs> so we we passed like ships and like we're in the same regiment. Um, and, uh, and you know, same uniform. I look the same in the, in the uniform. Yeah, yeah, lovely. Hey, mate, an absolute pleasure. We always have a great time when we talk to you. The Stars Beneath My Feet is out right now. James Blunt, that's your greatest hits, a new album to come as well. Great to talk to you today, mate. Guys, thank you so much for having me. It's been too long. <laughs> <laughs> you have to come to Australia soon. Yeah, when you can. I mean, if we're allowed in, I don't know if I, I thought, in many ways, I thought the pandemic was just there out to get me. I mean, you know, I thought it stopped me halfway through, stopped my tour yeah. and stopped me coming to Australia with your rules. I really was getting a bit paranoid at that time. Yeah. And lockdown was tough because I did it with my mother-in-law. That was 68 days, 11 hours and 36 minutes. And it was, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't easy. Well, anyway, it sounds, sounds like you're doing these interviews to try and get help. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, she's buried in a shallow grave in the house now, guys. <laughs> oh, there's um, our soundbite. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're fine. You're always But anyway, fine. good on you, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Nice to see you. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I think it's hard for people when they retire. And from my experience, I've learned that it's harder for males to retire mm-hmm. because my mum has just loved it. She fills her days and then dad will always go, let's go for a coffee. And she goes, oh, God, can't mm-hmm. you find something to do? So we we're trying to find different jobs. We wanted to work at Bunnings. We were hoping for a sweet family discount. Oh, yeah, as a welcomer. Oh. Yeah, like a little mm-hmm. welcomer. Mm-hmm. You didn't think you could do anything else, Guild? <laughs> <But, laughs> no. That's what the retirees uh, generally do. do. They? And yeah. it's fabulous. Uh, and yeah. the other one I said is Uber driver. Unfortunately, he's too slow, so he wouldn't get a very good rating. Right. Mm. And he won't update his car, so it's a bit old and crappy because right. he's like, well, I'm going to die soon, so I don't want to update it for those years. I said, well, that's positive. But uh, also, too, update it now, Dad. I'll take it on for you I once you go. I said, update gone. it now. He's like, I've only got a few more years of driving. Okay, positive. So he's found something to do because they live up near a reserve and there's a conservation park there. Mm -hmm. So all the men will go and they'll have like Wednesday meetings and he's the treasurer because he used to work at a bank. He's got a position. He's got a position. Does he get a badge? Has he got to wear a badge at the meeting? Well, they do when they go around and um, because they have open days at the conservation park and they teach people what the native trees are and Mm. they need to cut it down. It's a big bushland, so they've got this big cutter. So you'd be interested in it, Maddie. It's not a lawnmower. It's a massive industrial cutter to go through things. Mm. It's very expensive, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people will put in money and donate it to, mm-hmm. to be able to do it. And uh, Dad, uh, I, I don't know why, he's never normally had anything against someone, but he'll say that there's a guy there that's dottery. 
And I said, what do you mean? He's like, oh, he's just a bit older than us. And I've realised there's a lot of judgement between a 70-year-old and an 80-year-old. Oh, Those yeah. 10 years, apparently, can really age you. <laughs> I know. I tend to agree. I think you, you look at a 70-year-old and an 80-year-old very different. Like, death is a lot more closer in your 80s. You're like, oh, I better visit. I better visit there in their 80s. Whereas in the 70s, you're like, Meh. So it's kind of like a working bee, and they pair you up with someone else. And he was paired up with him to organise this cutter. And the guy had to wind this cutter on. I don't know how it works, Maddie, but I was just listening to him say this winder, and mm-hmm. the, the dottery man apparently was winding it up. Yeah. And Dad filled it up with fuel and was walking it around and doing it. And then they had to say after, unfortunately, um, an email, because e- emails come through as new le- newsletters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they update everyone uh, every couple of days. And an email came through with a newsletter saying, unfortunately, this cutter had broke down. If anyone knows anything about it, let them know. So Dad wrote back and said, look... He was winding it up. I don't know if anything's happened. So they oh, took so it he's in. blaming the 80-year-old bloke. He totally yeah, yeah, him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Took and it into the repair. Yeah. And the update with the next newsletter that my dad received was, unfortunately, it's a petrol. Mm. Oh! Or, sorry, it was a diesel, diesel. Oh, and someone someone's... put in petrol. Oh, no. Oh, who do you think that person was? Oh, no. Petrol Pete. My dad had to give a call to confess it. Mm. And, of course, all the updated emails come through of, thank you so much, we found out we're we're getting a replacement. Mm. But then what was worse is dad's the treasurer, so they have to request for the money Money. to come through to him. And then they give him all these updates for it. And the 80-year-old's sitting there going, look at that doddery 70-year-old. Can't even get it right. God, my day. I didn't fight World Wars that that idiot ruined my cutter. He is like, that's his reaction. He's so annoyed with himself because mm-hmm. it's like, I used to work at B&W and when, like, you used to get people come in and they're always males and you used to go, oh, my wife filled up the wrong few. Mm-hmm. And you'd go, oh, okay. And they'd had to get it in the back of a truck and, mm-hmm. you know, you have to ask how many Ks you've driven it with. And then every time the wife would come pick up the car and I was like, just want to know, like, don't feel bad about this. It happens very often. She goes... Did he say that I did it? Because it wasn't. It was him. Oh, that's that's the one of the great things about being married is yeah. you can do that from time to time. When mm. they go, you say, "Oh, there's something broken in this," and they go, "What is it?" Go, oh, I don't know. This, I is, don't my, know this my... is my wife's car. <laughs> it says Matt eighty yeah. seven on your on your number plate. <laughs> that and previous owners of your house. Yeah. Oh, when a tradie comes over, yes. I don't know what he was thinking. Trying to super glue a tile there. That's, that was never going to hold. An idiot. An yes, idiot. Uh, the paint's still dry, mate. Shut, shut. <laughs> you built this house, mate. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Celebrity conspiracy theories. The wacky, bizarre, and sometimes totally believable theories about some of the world's biggest celebrities. We live in strange times, and when things are out of your control, a lot of people try to find reason and rhyme to the chaos, and they do that by making up or believing in conspiracy theories. There are a few out there currently at the moment. I'm just a sheep, apparently. You're a sheeple? A sheep, so I don't follow mm. conspiracies. Like, I never I never believe them, mm. but I'm just a sheep. Yeah. You guys call them conspiracy theories, I just call them facts. Uh-huh. No, honestly, uh-huh. do you ever believe any of them? Some of them I do. Mm. There's like Tupac still around living? No, not that one. Oh. That one I don't believe. But there is from time to time if someone says something like like any conspiracy theory if they if you can piece enough of it together, mm. you go mm, 
it's plausible. Mm. My favourite, I, I saw this online, when people throw a conspiracy theory at you to go one more crazy. Like if they go, man didn't land on the moon. And then you go, you believe in the moon? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Um, but on the Today Show yesterday, uh, everyone's favourite, Carl Stefanovic, had to come out and deny that he was part of a conspiracy, that he is a lizard person. Now that I know I'm sitting next to a lizard person. <laughs> well, Carl would, in the QAnon mythos, would definitely be a lizard person. Anybody who's been in the media for more than 10 minutes generally has a conspiracy theory attached to them. And I don't have a long enough time. They're amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you're hiding it from us, Carl. You yeah. see, like, it's all, it's all part. You'll turn oh. around and we'll see the tail, like. Of course, he'd deny it. Is that, is that a whole different colony? Like yeah, the, so you guys haven't heard people? of the reptilians? No. Uh, I used to work with a co-worker that believed in this. This is the theory that there is a race of um, reptilian people who hide in human form and have snuck their way into the most highest echelons of the government and are controlling the pathways of human um, progression. That's really sad for the people that believe in that because they mm. would have thought like Men in Black was a documentary. Yeah. It wasn't? <laughs> yeah. Right. So he's had to come out and say that he is not a reptile. Who, who do you know who believed that? Was it someone on the air? Yeah, Camilla. Um, Camilla from Big Brother believed, mm-hmm. she genuinely believes that there are... Did believe, I don't know if she does now. There's lizard people in the government. Mm. That's hectic, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a few out there, and I was just looking around after he came out and said that, and there's a couple that I was unaware of, and a couple that I was aware of. Um, the New Zealand prodigy, Lord, this lady. There is a conspiracy theory around her. Has anyone heard this one? No. Nope. That she is actually 40 years old and lied about her age because no one that young could write songs with that emotion and have been through the trauma of what she's been through to be able to write that well. So she said that she's 20 to look like she's a child prodigy. Like if Doogie Howser was actually 45 <laughs> yeah. and he was like, no, I'm a kid. I'm Great a kid. I'm a really good doctor. That happens a lot with singers. It also has happened with Tones and I. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's people right. are trying to catch her out at festivals mm. going, what would she be at a festival if she was underage? So I think they just don't. But mm. Sean Mendes, he writes from the heart. I knew you were going to say that because oh. he was 17. You're like, what has happened what to this? <laughs> But you've got to understand, a breakup when you're like 16 or 15 is the most painful. Yeah, the first love's the Hmm. worst one. This one, I actually have... All right, give it to us. I have my theories about this one because I have seen some pretty damning um, footage, and it is this guy, Stevie Wonder. Tread lightly here, champion. No, no, no. (laughs) There is a conspiracy that he is not actually blind. Now, there is some documented evidence in this. There is a very famous YouTube clip where he's on stage and a microphone um, stand falls and he reaches out and catches it. Yeah, that's because all of his other <laughs> senses. He's like a ninja now. He's like now. daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> Did he come out and say that you can stu- he could still see different shapes or different... No, I don't no. Think so. And he was he born... Blind, yes. Yeah, he He also was. goes to basketball games. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can hear the commentary. Not at the game. They don't do live commentary at the game. You, you might have the, the radio one. Clapping. Yeah. Lots of people believe in that one. Um, he- no, I used to, I went to uh, Sunday school mm. with a boy that was blind and he used to always give me updates on the movie last the night before and it was with such detail oh, right. and I used to think, you know what, I should watch better because <laughs> the detail that he was giving me, I was like, that's so good. There is a theory that Britney Spears is um, on the White House payroll um, <laughs> because every time something in the Bush government went wrong, something big that everyone pointed mm. at and went, what's the Bush government doing? Britney Spears did something crazy. And everyone went, don't worry about the bush, let's have a look at um, Britney Spears. Yeah, nice. And they're, they're saying the that they're going, can you, just, could you get out of a car and mm. whack it with an umbrella for me? I'm in a bit of trouble here. And the last one is, this one's, this one's insane. There is a theory, I did not know this, that Katy Perry, this girl, 
is actually John Bonet Ramsey, the little girl that went missing years ago. People have lined up faces matched, her eyebrows match. Apparently, there's a similarity between the parents, and they're saying oh, that that's she for one for the family. For the family, I guess mm. so. Yeah, but it's got a bunch of um, bunch of facts and stuff going over it, and people saying that they believe it. Mm. There we go. All the stuff Stav believes at B105. <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I just wanted to take a quick second here, if I may, uh, to discuss Movember. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes around every November, obviously. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do it. You grow a mo. It's a bit of fun. Raise some money for men's health and um, mental health mm-hmm. as well at the same time. Um, uh, and I know a lot of people who started doing it. And it's really, really great. It's a bit of fun. Um, and, but it's something that's been on my mind for a couple of weeks because, um, and I haven't talked about this before. You guys obviously know about it. Um, but my cousin um, did commit suicide about three weeks ago. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I've been thinking about him a lot over the last few weeks. And I've been thinking about um, myself. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I feel him and I weren't super close. We, um, you know, saw each other a couple of times a year at family events and we did that sort of stuff. But the reason it's kind of affected me um, a little bit more than I've probably said was at his funeral, mm. all of my um, cousins were there who were his brothers. And um, they are my dad's uncle's kids. Yeah. And I felt really, really bad because I had lost touch with a lot of them. And there was one of them there who I hadn't seen in probably like 12 years who I was really, really close with as a kid. And it made me realize um, a problem with a lot of men is we let go of our relationships. And I've let go of a lot of relationships in my life. And on the weekend, um, out of the blue, my best friend called me. And when I picked up the phone, it was 8.30 on a Saturday, and I thought something was wrong. Mm. And I was like, hey, mate, what's up? And he goes, I'm just ringing you because... I can't remember the last time that I spoke to you. Mm. And I felt really bad about that because all of that is my fault because I, not that I don't make effort, but I don't prioritize that as a thing in, in my life. I have lots of great people in my life and a lot of great men who I just think, oh, they'll be fine. Mm. You know, when we catch up, it's like, you know, there's been no time in between. And I just, I was thinking, I've been thinking about it a lot and um, I think it's really important. Um, and I would ask any women who are listening to this, because I spoke to Esther about it, because I've been struggling a little bit with it. And she said, you know, she encourages me a lot to go and spend time with my friends and I don't do it. Mm. I always make up an excuse as to, oh, no, we've got this on, or we've got, I've got to do this, or, you know, we're too busy, or whatever. Um, and a lot of that is my fault, mm. because I could make the effort, and I could make the time, but I use it as a, an excuse for no other reason, but, you know. So, so remember you guys ages ago were saying, like, you know, the closer your friends you are, the more you talk crap with each other. Mm. You don't talk about real things. And mm. I think that is such a generation thing that I hope is, you know, is moving away. Mm. But it's that whole thing where I think a lot of men are, are so afraid of having a serious conversation about how they're feeling because it's going to be judged. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's that actually having that connection and, yeah. you know, and even, and I know you mean catching up with friends, but I don't catch up with my girlfriends, but we would have a two conversation that's complete connecting. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Mm. And guys can actually do that and call each other and go, mm. how are you going? And mm. actually listen. But it's such a normalised thing not to do. Do you know what I mean? It's like, unless we're catching up for beers, we're not catching Correct. up. Yeah. And that's Completely. the only thing you do rather than going, do you know what? You can actually just go, hey, mate, I just want to have a little chat. Like, how's things going? And it's it's really listening and, and having that and not being afraid to go, dude, I'm really sad at the moment. And, and I, going, cool, all right, well, let's, let's talk about it. And I couldn't agree with you more there, you know. Um, and, I, you know, I want this to be a positive message, but, you know, the reason it's been such a snowball for me mm. was because I also spoke to my uncle mm. and he called me out of the blue and I hadn't spoken to him and I couldn't even remember the last mm. time I spoke to him, but he was ringing me to tell me he had cancer. Mm. And I was like, why, why are all of my conversations with important people when there's bad news or when something's wrong, mm. you know? So I, I just want to, I want to encourage everybody, whether you're a man or whether you're a woman to try and flick that thinking, you know, we are, especially after all the COVID stuff where families have been apart and stuff that's been happening, it is time. We have to, you have to make time for people before it's too late. Um, because, are you going to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, completely. I've made, I've, I've had to make a lot of changes because it's, I've, I've not been great mm. lately, if I'm honest with you. What I've is not it that stops you all. though? Like, I, you know, I think, I think, like, got, um, I think you, and it's not a bad thing, but it, it can lead to bad things. I think you've just got so consumed with family. So if you look at the times when these relationships broke, it's probably it's around the fam- time you had yeah. Xander and, and the kids mm. came in. And, and there is nothing wrong with that. People no. do that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I don't, I, I can't pinpoint any one thing of what it is. I do feel bad though, if I go and, do stuff you know. away from her family. I'll mm. be honest, I feel really guilty. Esther doesn't make me feel like that. She mm. encourages yeah. me. She begs me to go out. But I don't, I can't go away and do things without the family. I just feel so guilt-ridden but by it. But it's also changing the things that you do with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel guys are like, oh, unless I want to have a big night at the pub, I can't no, go. And it's like, it's <laughs> not even just that. Yeah. My my closest group of mates, we go yeah, mountain bike biking together. Yeah. That's our thing. But that's what I'm saying. It is a long time. You're allowed to do it. Do you I, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's this whole thing of going, oh, it's such a big time away from the family. Mm. I can't mm. do it. Um, That's my message. That's yeah. all. That was all. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. This is a whole new world to me, and it's very exciting. You can make it rich, people. Uh, now, you'll know that the Olympics is obviously coming up, and they're saying that it's, it's due to be like an $8 billion forecast like injected into the mm-hmm. economy. So it's big business, and there is one person that's thought ahead and thought, you know what, I will sell the domain name. And that is brisbane.com.au. The broker that is uh, selling it at the moment, Mike Robinson. Morning. Hi. How are you guys doing? Surely the government owns it, don't they? Like mm-hmm. Anastasia Palaszczuk would, would own that. No. 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 How does it work, this is, this is amazing for me because these are people that have the foresight to, to buy domains before they're needed mm. and then resell them to people that kind of go, oh, now I really want them. So how much did this person buy it for and how much is it for sale at the moment? So the original owner um, still owns the name. They registered back in the early 1990s when uh, .com.au space came online. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure what the, the going rate was back then, but basically all they need to do is renew it each year. Um, and the renewal rates are anywhere between 10 and $20 a year. Oh, wow. um, and they're asking 500000 for it. Wow. I want to go fund. 
Let's get it. <laughs> I'm serious. We could just put like list different. It's like, it's like a house, isn't it? Like, it's, it's like it's an, an investment property. Yeah, but you have to be forward thinking with it. You know, like sometimes you'll type in a you know website and it won't come up with anything. You go, oh god, I should buy it. Mike, um, do you have to use it as a working website, or you just own the name and it can sit there collecting dust? Uh, it's it's better to have um, something. I, I believe that AU um, rules are that you have to be using it in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are people, like you guys said, it's, it's an investment. So there are people out there that that's their whole business model. They buy, sell, and trade domains as investments. So uh, you can put uh, Google AdWords or like advertising on the domain to collect revenue that way. You can put a for sale page on it. You can build a website around it. You can, as long as there's some kind of use to it and you've got some claim to that domain. Yeah, right. Uh, you can register, you can go nuts, you can go register as many demands as you want. And Matty's already out, he's already going to try and <laughs> register some, but um, Mike, he'll be in contact with you later of what he's found. But what okay. are some of the ones you've previously sold? What are some of the names? So a lot of the sales that I do do end up under NDA, um, but some that I okay. can disclose. That I means can't non-disclosure disclose. agreement for mm. those who don't know. Correct. Uh, so one of the ones I can... Um, Disclose. I can't say what the price was, but I sold cba.com to the Commonwealth Bank. Wow. Um, one of the other big ones that I can say the price for, btc.com, which is the abbreviation for Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I sold that back in 2014 for $1 million. Wow. $1 million Bitcoins or $1 million actual <laughs> coins? <laughs> one, $1 million USD. I wish I'd taken my commission in Bitcoin back then, <laughs> yeah. but hey, I, just didn't, I didn't know the market. Um, <laughs> If thirteen ten sixty, if anyone has done this, and maybe you did it by accident, you bought it, and then you know you meant to do something with it, and then you've resold it. I'd love to hear for the people that have forward thinking, because you being a broker, you yourself would have purchased some thinking that it's going to be big, right? To be honest, I haven't invested heavily myself, only because I've just always been in a role where I thought it would be a conflict of interest for okay. me to own domains while I'm representing other people, mm. um, and yeah. I should have, but I haven't. <laughs> well, I am just registering Abby Coleman and stabdavidson.com.au. Yeah, no that, one's going to no want that. I do remember, having said that, you though, don't know that? Said, and you may know this, Mike, uh, I remember a, a guy in America, um, he bought up a, a ton right at the start of the internet. He brought a, up a ton of celebrity names and um, um, made them. So I think Madonna had to buy her um, name back, and sure, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know that particular case, but yeah, I'm sure that kind of stuff happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's find a baby we think is really well, talented. Well, and- that's what I'm just thinking. If you go on on the internet mm. and you come across unknown artists, mm. like we should listen to Triple J, get all the people who are just <laughs> starting there yeah. and register hope- the domain, mm. yeah, and then wait, yeah, wait for one of them to get rich. Mm. Like the next, the next Beyonce's out there, guys. Yep, that's we just true. we just need to find them. Oh God, Mike, Mike, it's very fascinating. Eye. And good luck with um, Brisbane.com.au. Yeah. You've had a lot of inquiries. Yeah, um, I've been putting it out to as many people as I can. Uh, I've put it out to the Lord Mayor. They they turned it down. Tourism Queensland. We had a bit of a discussion. Didn't get anywhere. I know the state premier's office um, have heard about it because I, I pitched it to them. Um, haven't heard officially back from anyone, uh, but I know that they've received my calls, yeah. my texts, my please, emails. Please don't sell it to a Sydney cider. <laughs> well, the other thing as well, there's international interest as well. Oh. So yeah, this is what right. I'm, I'm really trying to push. Like, 
the the state premier, I think, really needs to move forward with it. Um, I'm just hoping they're they're discussing it internally, and I'll get a call from them soon. It's not um, China. Don't sell it to China, all right? We've sold enough of our land to China. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep it there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, Mike. Tanya from Scarborough, you've done this? Uh, I, I haven't sold any domains, but, yes, I have bought domains with that forward thinking in mind. Right. Right, what are you sitting on? What, what's your, your portfolio? Uh, well, I've got financeandmoney.com.au, I need helpdesk.com. Uh, I, I, a, I need help desk, was that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dot com. Um, uh, find a doctor. I had findadoctor.com.au, but somebody somebody took that off me when I expired. Um, oh, that's the one you could have sold, Tanya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have, yeah. but I didn't. Mm. Yeah, so I've got, I get calls all the time, um, like from salespeople overseas wanting to obviously make a website around the domain name, but mm. it just never eventuates. Tanya, how do you decide whether you're going to do .com or .au? Um, I don't. Like, uh, with the, uh, I need helpdesk.com. I think that's more of a, a world Global thing. thing so that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anybody in helpdesk. Um, and just with the .com.au, I need botox.com.au. That was one that I thought would work. But, it, yeah, it's for Australia. But, yeah, it got taken. I had .com and then that got sold. It got taken off me as well. Right. So, so they expire so, and you yeah. don't think they expire and then they go. Right. How much have you made? Nothing. Nothing yet. (laughs) Not yet, yet, though, but someone might hear this, Tanya. They could, they could. Mm. (laughs) Okay, and how much have you spent? Uh, Probably around about... $3,000. $3,000. Okay. Not much. Yeah, they're not, not, they're not that expensive to buy. Mm. All righty. That's not bad. And I was just thinking, about how do people hear about it? But, of course, if you want that domain name, you, go, first, and look you go and look for it, and then you see that someone's got a website, you're like, oh, bugger, I've got to buy it. Yeah. Scott yeah. in Logan, what have you bought? Licensedclubs.com.au and right. .net.org, all of the ones. Um, mm-hmm. Using it for a company we set up 10 years ago to represent all licensed clubs across Australia, um, for a general website to promote themselves, mm. which uh, for one reason or another lapsed. Oh, Why everyone's letting them lapse? So you let it lapse. Is it someone used it now? I don't know. Mm. I've uh, had to pull over while driving, so maybe there's one out there. But don't I'm look. Sure that'd be a good one. <laughs> don't look. <Scott. laughs> don't look. Right, <laughs> I'm going to put it in. Well, it's the same as business names as well. Like if anyone's had to register a business name, mm. you can let it expire, and then someone else can pick it up. So that's what's you know. Pay your bills. <laughs> okay, licensedclubs.com.au. I'm hitting enter. Are you ready? Oh, you're not going to believe it. Oh, God. Oh, Scott. Hmm. No one's got it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can get it back. Get but back quick, 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 quick. Get it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Space. Final frontier. Commander, just start. Two. One. William Shatner and Chris Bosshausen on board New Shepard, giving them a beautiful flight to space this morning. Yes, it was uh, a couple of weeks ago that William Shatner became the oldest person mm. to go to outer space. But 91? Was he 93? 90, I th- Oh, okay, we've all got a different (laughs) image of him. Uh, But the oldest to go to outer space, and it was just so unique because obviously with him in Star Trek, you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, he already knows outer space. Amazing. But he did go on Jeff Bezos' rocket ship. He, of course, is the owner of Amazon. And this is how William Shatner explained it when he landed. What you have given me 
is the most profound experience I can imagine. I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. I, I just, it's extraordinary. I hope I never recover from this. I hope that I can maintain what I feel now. I, I don't want to lose it. The vulnerability of everything, it's so small. That's what I saw. That's amazing. There was another person on board that didn't get enough attention, we think. Yes. So we're going to give it to him now. Dr. Chris Boshausen, good morning. Hey, guys, you, you're all too kind. Thank you. <laughs> so you're, you're an Australian physicist and also former NASA engineer. You're obviously living over in the States now? Yeah, yeah I live in San Francisco, currently on holidays in Los Angeles. And you're a space nut. Um, what was it like to go on that flight? It was the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. I'm glad that, that William Shatner was there. He played a bit of what he said because he could actually say the words I was feeling in my heart, but it was a, like a really shocking and profound experience. What an amazing set of circumstances to be the third Australian to fly into space. Hey, tick that box. That's amazing. To be one of the first um, people to do the space flights, not through NASA and whatnot, another box tick. And then you're on a spaceship with Captain frickin' Kirk. Yeah, I couldn't have planned that. <laughs> uh, they, uh, they, they called and said, would you be okay with this? I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you should have said no. Say no, I bought it no and I'm not spot. allowing him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think in how many years' time that's just going to be an experience for everyday people? I think... A few people could do it really soon. Um, like, it's at the price now that a group of uni students could do a fundraiser and send someone. Okay. So it's not like for everyone, it's not like everyone gets a ticket, but a group of 20 kids could raise money for one of them to go. Like a limo. Um, yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, what used to do yeah. for year 12 graduation. People could go to outer space. Yeah, send the MVP up and say, hey, well done or something, you know. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a thing. And so that's, that's, like, really different than it used to be, right? You don't have to be an elite NASA astronaut yeah. to do it anymore. And I think that's, like, game-changing. How much did it cost? It cost a little bit of money. There was, <laughs> there was some money involved, I'll be honest. <laughs> the flight itself, when it takes off, there's obviously a lot of G-force and stuff, and I imagine that's the scariest part. Like, the only thing I can sort of think would be a, a roller coaster, that same feeling. Like, what, what is that like? How intense is it? Well, it's more like um, if someone puts you in like a really fast car and hits the gas on a on a racetrack, because mm-hmm. it's the roller coaster is a lot of jerking and left and right and up and down and messing around. But this is like sustained g forces for like four minutes. It's actually crazy that you know the thing only pulls two and a half g on the way up, which is not that much. But after four minutes, you're going at over three thousand kilometers an hour, wow. like Mach one point five, one and a half times speed of sound. So it's pretty crazy how fast you can get. But Actually, surprisingly smooth ride. I was, I was, you know, it's not like the movies. It's not like Interstellar or something where you see them taking off and everything's shaking. Yeah, right. Um, on the way up, at least, it's a little bit different on the way down. But on the way up, it's really smooth. Do you get used to that feeling though? Because you know, what when I say with a, at least on a roller coaster, there are moments at which it stops and then it kicks back in again. But if you're doing that for four minutes straight, do you just get used to it or? Yeah, I think so. It's, it, it just feels like it's very interesting. It's not something. We experienced day to day, so mm. the whole time my brain was going, "Wow, this is cool. This is weird." <laughs> yeah. um, I think the, the craziest part though was when they turned the engine off because you know on the gravity in on Earth when we were training we couldn't simulate these forces, and so I didn't know really what they're going to feel like. So you've got all of this pressure, and then suddenly the engine turned off, um, and 
time had gone by so quickly, I thought it had turned off early, so I panicked for a moment. Oh, <laughs> and no. then it um, turns out we're in space. Oh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, no. that's a really crazy feeling. The weightlessness just be... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, like one, one minute you're, like, hectically speeding, and then all of a sudden you're just floating there. Please tell me you turned to William Shatner and said, I know that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did almost say, say that. <laughs> and then, then I realized, not, oh, I know what's happening. Yeah, don't freak out a 90-year-old man, please. And then I know the um, I know the Elon Musk one was fully automated and the, the three people that he sent up, they just um, they didn't touch anything the entire time that the, the ship took control of itself. Was yours like that or did you guys have to do anything like business-like and work while you were up there? No, we didn't have to do anything either. Um, you know, on, a, on, a, on these kind of things, everything's scheduled and the computer has faster reaction times than us anyway, so they just don't want us messing with anything. So, yeah, it's all, it's all on a schedule and it went according to plan down to the second. Great. That's amazing. Um, and one last question. If you do want to go on um, Jeff Bezos's rocket like you did, I'm assuming you have to be an Amazon Prime member. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> if, you want, <laughs> if you want the two-day shipping. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say I use eBay when you yeah. went up, did you? No, yeah, no, no. no. Uh, mate, nice to talk to you. You are the third ever Australian to fly into space. Thank you so much for calling through this morning. Thanks for having me. I uh, love your chat. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect. Stav's doing his TV thing at the moment. Channel 7, you can check him out. Yeah. It's on right now. On the morning show. Well, I think because of the delay, he's on Oh, he's you know what? He's got night. the infos- infomercial in between. Oh, why? What's so he's he selling? Wait for that. I don't know, but sometimes he says he wants to buy it because he's got to stand there and look like happy in case uh, they come back to him and gets watching yeah. it. Uh, but you know how it's been Yes Week, which a friend of mine pointed out because I was sick of making all the decisions. So I said to my husband, you can make all the decisions. And she said, yeah, but why did you make it Yes Week? Why didn't he just make the decisions? I was like, that's a good point. Well, you had to say yes to all of his decisions, didn't you? Yeah, but it wasn't supposed to be like this. But he's got to get his car serviced. And he was like, how do I get my car serviced? How do I work it out? So he booked his car in, which is great for his decision, and then said, hey, you got to drop it off on your way to work. Oh, so yeah. I don't have a car. I dropped it off. And then I've got to catch an Uber to go and pick it up. I'll give you a lift. It's out of the way, isn't it? Logan Road? Yeah, that's, a, that's okay, though. Oh, I don't mind. Oh, cheers. Mm, grab coffee and have a chat. <laughs> do you want it? You don't have to do the hand. <laughs> What end? Yeah, like, ooh! Yeah, there's a coffee shop across the road. Yeah, I'll drop we you should, off. We should make it a date. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right, eh? Done. Look at that. Problem solved. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> I used to be a nail biter. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a nibbler. So I don't, like, bite them right back anymore. But I also don't have real strong nails. So they get, like... On the sides, they just get a little ripped. I just bought you a cuticle stick. Oh, did you? It's at home. Oh, lovely. going to wrap it up for Christmas. Great for coffee. Uh, um, and then, you know how, like, there can be the tiniest little, like, piece of nail hanging off the edge, and you just grab it, and you think, I'm just going to pull that off. So you pull it off. But then it just rips off half your nail. Mm. What's that about? You're supposed to use clippers. Yeah, I know, but I don't have clippers on me. But I also can't not pick it. It's like a like a pimple. Mm. Squeezed a pimple yesterday when I was uh, washing my hands in the toilet. And then I saw it and I was like, wow, it really stands out. You can't see it unless that's one right between your, <laughs> yeah, your yeah. eyebrows. Yeah, mole, it is. <laughs> it wasn't really a pimple. It's an ingrowing <laughs> eyebrow hair. That's what that is. Oh, God, Leo, 
have so much oh, beauty to cover. Yeah. If you exfoliate, sweetheart, you're not going to get any of that. Uh, <laughs> we should FaceTime uh, live. Thanks. Our coffee chat. Uh, but no thanks. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Stab Abby and Matt on V105.